Go. All right, Jen DeLeo. Yes. Brown Davis in the house. Um, very excited to, we, we have such great conversations. So it's always like, we think we, we, we should just be recording this for everybody's benefit. <laughs> and we are. <laughs> and we are. Um, so I feel like this is, that's, I don't know if that's better or not. Um, so we were talking yesterday about, um, uh, women leaders, we're talking about women in the industry, we're talking about the feminine versus the masculine, those, those kind of, uh, uh, the yin and yang of, of those, uh, and authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. Are you frozen? Yes. Oh, no, you're frozen on there, but you're not there. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about your perspective of authenticity feminine and authenticity masculine and um, what we can do to um, evolve into where we all can kind of lay claim and, and um, uh, accept and embrace both of those things in ourselves. Okay. Well, I think the background is important too, like why we care about these things, like me and you um, yeah. personally is what was being discussed was our experiences specifically in, in Hollywood and in, in the storytelling field, right? Which is kind of yeah. like a microcosm for the world um, and, and a great broadcaster of, of images and messaging. Um, and we're finding that when Hollywood speaks out about a particular movement or cause or message, um, it generates a lot of um, energy. Yeah. And you and I have had discussions about the danger in the danger and the beauty in that powerful mechanism and that powerful generator. Um, yeah. And so we are both filmmakers. We wear different hats, right? I'm a writer, director, mm -hmm. producer. Um, mm -hmm. You're leaving me alone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just trying to make my screen on the phone not so dark. Okay. And I, I have, um, yes, have abandonment issues, by the way. We <laughs> <laughs> get so to dive into that. When you leave me, I get really scared. Um, oh, that's awful because I have commitment issues. And that's part of the paradigm, right? When you leave me, I get really scared. No. <laughs> and when you get scared, I get. I get, I feel, a, I, I get a feeling of, of, of oppression. No. <laughs> it's not true. None of that is true. None of that is true. Okay. I'm just playing off of abandonment versus commitment. Like people who have abandonment issues are so committed and people who have commitment issues are so like the other. I know. Other it's like they, they feed, it, they feed each parent. other. Yeah, I know. Um, but we are, we are a good match. Yes, um, so yeah, just sort of delving into I think on just like a fundamental level, where do we think we are as, as storytellers and therefore as humanity um, in terms of what, what everybody seems to kind of address as the patriarchal paradigm, you know, where we've been unleashing a lot of stories around um, trauma and, and sexual assault and the predator and just like not feeling safe in our in our work environments and and in our bodies you know um 
how do we find that balance? I mean, you and I are both, you know, very spiritually inquisitive people and have a lot of, you know, discussion around the masculine and feminine, not just as anatomy, but as energy that every being embodies. So if we're talking about a patriarchal paradigm, are we talking about an imbalance? Are we talking about a masculine energy that is, um, we've allowed to become too dominant, not just in the male, but in all of us. And how do yeah. we break down those traits? What are feminine traits and what are masculine traits that we well, want oh. to have in balance? And then it led us to a discussion about, you know, the, the, the female um, in power who is acting out these traits that are dominant and, and perpetuating these cycles. So this is a very layered discussion. So go ahead and jump in because I've just kind of, I just wanted to lay the groundwork a little bit. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, for sure it's layered. I mean, humanity is incredibly um, complex, right? I mean, it just is. And that's the beauty of what we do. We dive into deep into all those complexities, whether we're writing or we're representing the human condition as, a, as an actor or and we're telling that story um, as a director. We have to dive in deep into all of those complexities. We are never just the surface of the words written on a page. Mm -hmm. We are, our behavior represents so much more and that stems all the way back from zero to eight, right? That stems all the way back to our nurturing. It stems, depending on what you believe, it just stems back to past lives, blah, blah, blah. I probably turned a few people off, but, but <laughs> we can't deny, you know, we can't deny the genetic makeup the conditioning and the what's the other thing conditioning and the nurturing mm -hmm. we can't deny those in in terms of who we become mm -hmm. we we get to acknowledge those things and go okay is this working for me is this not working for me? that's that's what we get to do and that that is where we kind of land in the system let's just say hollywood or the political uh, arena or where you're put in a position where you're 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 told to be one thing but you know that your strength is something else which is your authenticity right so i was told for a really long time that i couldn't cross my legs that i couldn't play with a doll that i couldn't play pretend that i couldn't you know like i was told that i couldn't be my authentic self mm -hmm. because my authentic self was contrast to the masculine right mm -hmm. However, I was all of those things. I was, I loved playing war when I was a kid because it was an opportunity to pretend. I loved playing cowboys and Indians because it was an opportunity to pretend. Um, I loved Boy Scouts. I loved adventures. I loved playing house. I loved playing school. I loved playing Barbies with my cousin. I loved playing GI Joe with my brother. I loved that because it was all story. So what my, elders at the time didn't understand what it wasn't a masculine feminine thing it was the pretend thing or the imagination thing mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's really around committing to your authenticity and i feel like so many times and, and my experience i've had so many amazing amazing female leaders 
I've only like the best ads I've ever come across. Well, what's an ad? Are, have been <laughs> assistant assistant directors, assistant directors, and they like they, they they really run the the set in terms of wrangling yeah, they, talent and keeping us on schedule and facilitating yeah. shot lists, and they're kind of like yeah. the the voice that gets you going, you know? Yeah. They're the backbone of, for the director and, and the set and production, in mm -hmm. my opinion. A strong AD allows the director, and this is where we, we dive into the opportunity for the director to be more in the feminine. So. But we should so define that too. Like what is masculine and what is feminine traits to you? Sure. What, do, sure. what is so for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my experience of the feminine is um, is being present and then allowing to receive. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is that is a, a, and, and it's nurturing and it listens and it listens with with multi dimensional aspects of itself. That's why women are, in my experience, women are so good being able to multitask and, and be able to be in multiple places at once and kind of strategize and also be present in their hearts. That, that's been my experience of women. Mm -hmm. The problem and, and women leaders, and it's so good. And it's and a feminine, like it's a feminine energy that yeah. you have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 the interesting thing is the assistant director, in my opinion, so often requires a very masculine get things done sense of urgency move 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 get force move 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 and 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 my experience with female assistant directors has been extraordinary so it's interesting that the ad position the assistant mm -hmm. director position requires that sense of urgency that sense of move that sense of kind of force almost so like, is that like, how you see the masculine is more of a um action oriented energy yes yeah okay yeah. Mm -hmm. and it and it, it and it requires it cr requires quick decision making right mm -hmm. the masculine is quick decision making just going to make a choice and i'll deal with the ramifications later which is sometimes good right because sometimes we just need urgency sometimes we just need uh, a choice to be made right and for, from my experience that is a masculine energy it has nothing to do with male and female it's just a masculine energy i think mm -hmm. and the feminine receives nurtures embraces all ideas strategizes makes choices and then allows something to happen. Right. right. And so when a person, a, a particular person is imbalanced in those two energies, they can work on in the, in, in, in all those ways, receive and in process or in balance. In balanced is okay. actually so balanced. not even. Okay. No, 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 they are. Balance. They are in balance. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It. So what I'm hearing is that that person would be able to receive information process in a sort of 
detached and nurturing way, but also then be able to make a decision and execute on inspired action. Mm -hmm. That would be utilizing yeah. both energies. It's not like yeah. you can't if you're female or yeah. can't if you're male. Right. right. It's essential. It's essential, especially in the creative process, because you can't force a thing to happen in a creative process because those voices, if you're writing those, that experience, the, if you're developing a character, if you're diving deep into the character, th that information comes into you. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm going to intellectualize and make something happen. That can happen. But when you're discovering, you're in the discovery process, it requires a nurtured energy. It requires a, an embrace, uh, an allowing in. So, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's my experience. Um, and, and I'll just jump and catch me if I'm going too far ahead too soon. When those are not in balance, right? Mm -hmm. Then, like you were saying, then, um, then the, the project suffers, there's an inauthenticity. So I've worked with um, um, female uh, heads of production or female heads of like when I was in restaurants, I, I, I worked with some female um, GMs and female um, leaders that were, when, when they were one-on-one, -on -one, they're really vulnerable and authentic and listening and, and, and race but then they get into a system where they're just you know they're trying to prove something right mm -hmm. they're living in that masculine what they think they need to be in order to be respected mm -hmm. right and that's not authentic that's inauthentic but that, mm -hmm. that 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 goes across the playing field when you're trying to be something that you're not to to prove something yeah, and sometimes then, then people, people don't realize, like, people are, like, we're all works in progress, so people don't realize that they're being inauthentic. They're raised or programmed or um, feeling to survive, and a lot of it comes from the subconscious, so it doesn't even register as inauthentic, you know, consciously. It might feel authentic to them in that particular moment, um, yeah. which... So well, when we, when, when we yeah. get into like the conversation, which is really where it started for us yesterday about the abuser and this sort of like aggressive um, energy that we feel sometimes in these um, positions where people are in power. Um, and especially I think a lot in our industry with, with fame and, and wealth and this uh, larger than life sort of construct and um this feeling of like there's a lot of um under the radar abuse going on and it's it's happening and it's being asked of people to not um speak up for themselves or to or to share their experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And the... And do you think that's strictly a male role that the aggressor, in your experience, has been strictly 
in the male form? No, because aggression can also be, can be um, passive aggression, which I think is quite often um, an inauthentic feminine uh, attribute. Like manipulation. Passive aggression. A manipulation, manipulation, emotional, verbal. Yeah. So you've experienced yeah. ab abuse or witnessed it. And when well, we're yeah, talking I mean, about abuse, we're talking about something that you just know is crossing a line. You just know feels bad in your body. You just know yeah. you're being mistreated. Obviously, that's a word yeah. that is so personal. So I don't want to like use yeah. it lightly. But it's like you know it in your gut. Yeah. I've had experiences where, uh, where I'll, I'll bring two. One was a situation where some a guy completely misunderstood, misinterpreted, was completely projecting a situation mm -hmm. and was projecting all of that onto me. And he came at me, talked at me, didn't want to hear my side, just bam, 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 and just was like right at me, okay? Mm -hmm. That to me is a very masculine, unhealthy uh, approach. Like it's just, I'm in your face, I'm gonna tell you what it is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak to you or at you and I'm not gonna have a dialogue and I don't care what your side of the story is, okay? Then one of my biggest Hollywood lessons um, was a feature film that I was directing um, a few years ago. And um, then uh, the, uh, I'm trying to remember what I can say and what I can't say, but the, there was a lot of things that was taken from me and it was a very manipulated, um, passive aggression, uh, manipulated, like it was just kind of a big bowl and all the manipulation was working around in it and it came out on the other side in a way that was really abusive, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was detrimental to the project, it was detrimental to uh, multiple relationships um, and it was, it was, it was, unethical to, but there was a very feminine manipulation of 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 the uh, of of the circumstance right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so that's those are just my experiences of the personality of, of an unhealthy feminine energy and an unhealthy masculine energy and the kind of two right mm -hmm. um and in terms of you know giving voice like this sort of idea of conflict resolution or this idea of you know, how do you address these things? Like if you're being told that if you speak out, you will be um, blacklisted, which happens in our industry, um, you will never work again, you know? And, and I've experienced these situations um, even around circumstances that um, I didn't do, things I did not do, that I was actually just sort of like, in the line of fire, so to speak. Actually, kind of not even in the line of fire. I was sort of just, you are you know. the line of fire. Yeah. But even if I had done it, let's just say, it still wouldn't be the approach. It's still the, you don't, you don't not give someone an opportunity to speak, right? Yeah. Whether they did right. it or didn't do it. They get but the, an opportunity to defend themselves. 
Yeah. And to ask questions and, and where did yeah. this come from and wh what is going on? Yeah. So, yeah. and that was my experience with that. Yeah. Go ahead. That you didn't get to speak. Yeah. And you were talking at me or you, not you, <laughs> yeah. the, the person was talking at me without any kind of, um, uh, and for, the way I was receiving it is, dude, this is, this is how you perceive the world. That means that's what you create in your life and that's what you're projecting. And like, if you're not going to hear me and you're not going to hear my side of the story, you're not going to ask me questions. You're not going to give me the benefit of the doubt and you're projecting and that's how you treat people. And, mm -hmm. and, and I feel like that that is more of a reflection of them. Um, and I want to get to acknowledgement and awareness. So what about, so what about like the current culture where there's a lot of, you know, people really speaking out about things that have happened, which I think mm -hmm. is an, a necessary step, a necessary step. And some of those people are, and I'm not making a judgment. I'm actually, this is just an observation. Um, it's, it's becoming like this extremely unfiltered, a uh, wave of expression where some of the people that have been victims and are speaking out are now acting out some of the things they're speaking out against in well, their approach to being helpful. Yeah. Do you think well, that's because that's, that's like just part of the healing process, it seems dangerous when someone's in the public eye doing that exact thing. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, Shutting what, people down, at, not giving voice, you know? Yeah. When you look up narcissism, narcissistic abuse, when you look up, you know, I mean, any, any kind of cult, any kind of cult following, any kind of, I mean, we're seeing this demonstrated right now in politics where it's mm -hmm. not about policy it's about our fearless leader right mm -hmm. um and it, it's it's narcissism it's gaslighting it's it's um it's uh fear mongering if you ever leave me no one's ever going to love you as much as i do if you ever leave me then like you know that kind of conversation makes someone feel and they become the victim and mm -hmm. so they either be maintain victimhood this is this is narcissism 101, narcissism sociopathy. They either maintain victimhood or they become a narcissist themselves. And that's the jeopardy because narcissism, there's you is literally I cannot admit fault. Mm -hmm. I cannot embrace fault, apologize, weakness, vulnerability. And where does the entitlement come from? Is that the same thing? Like this sense of like, I've been through all these things and now as an advocate, there's some type of like compensation. Like I'm just gonna oh, be on a, ram a, a rampage to, to like bring people down if I- Well, here's, here's, here's three words. And, and I mean is... people that didn't, do things. I'm not talking about the people that did the things, you know? So I'm writing down three words. So there's, mm -hmm. uh, well, there's acknowledgement, mm -hmm. awareness, and 
a concept called deserving, mm -hmm. right? So acknowledgement is to is 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 to acknowledge the experience you've had, acknowledge good, bad, uh, admit it, right? This has happened to me. Um, this is part of my life story and my life experience. And then to have an awareness of your emotions and your feelings around that, which are 100% justified. What matters is how we act on it. And we have to have an awareness around how we act on it, how we're affecting other people. And then we get to constantly ask ourselves the question, am I regurgitating the same abuse, the same system, right? The third one is deserving. I've let go of, and this is, this is my new breakthrough. It's, it's freed me so much in so many parts of my life. I don't deserve anything. I'm not entitled to anything. No matter how hard I work, no matter how much I give, I don't deserve and I'm not entitled to anything. What I get to do is continue to give generously, generosity, 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 and then, now, do I have standards in how I want to be treated? Yes. But it doesn't mean I deserve to be treated that way. I just get to make the choice that if you are in my life and you don't treat me with respect, cool, awesome, I don't get to call you, you're not in my life, you're not, right? Cool, it's fine. I get to make that choice. I get to look at my environment and I ask, it, does this environment, the home that I'm living in, the relationships that I have, do they elevate me? Do they support me? Mm -hmm. Do I deserve to be elevated? Do I deserve to be supported? No. So I have a, I have a question for you then. Yeah, yeah. So if you were about to collaborate with someone, yeah. let's just say you're, excuse me, about to direct something and you're really excited about your cinematographer. Yeah. You've had an amazing collaboration. You find this person to be extremely um, aligned values wise. Mm -hmm. And then you hear a rumor like vaguely that maybe this person was accused of um, harassment on, on a set at some mm -hmm. point in time. You don't really have details. You're not really sure if the person who's telling you is even close. You don't really know much. Um, how do you address that situation? Awesome. Easy. So if I have that kind of relationship with this DP, this director of photography. Yeah, you're not old friends. You, do, you haven't worked together, but your intuition feels really, really good. Yeah. Okay. So then based on what what you gave me first right mm -hmm. based on you know whatever you know i'm also going to background check i'm gonna i'm gonna ask other people you know what was your like experience i'm doing all that before i hire the director of photography right so mm -hmm. if four people say yeah it was a bad experience i'm like okay moving on okay. no but this is a very specific situation okay. everything right. is okay. checked out you brought yes. this person on board and okay. as you're getting closer to shooting, like you bump into someone at a party and you hear some kind of like vague new yeah. information. Okay. So, so if, so we're getting closer to shooting, this means I've had a while with this person. 
Maybe. I have an experience. Like I've, I've had pre-production meetings. I've had yeah. gaps, uh, locations, right? Whatever. And nothing's come up like that. Then, and I'm going to get to be direct with your point. And then I'm at a party <laughs> and this person says this, then I, this is what I do. As a leader, as a person where I have to nurture my set and nurture everyone that comes on board, then I'm going to go to that person and I'm going to say, hey, you know, this happened. Um, let me have your side of the story. Um, I, now, the person that comes to me and tells me that, what's my relationship with them? Is mm -hmm. it a really solid friend that I've worked with that I have a great respect for? Then that's going to hold more, more credit. Right. But regardless, does it stand that you are going to address the person in question? Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Hell yes. Because communication is everything. Right. And, and it's not fair because, look, I've had very damaging and defaming uh, um, comments potentially put toward me. And luckily, there was a contract and lawsuit. Um, that prevented that from happening, but it was completely untrue. The threat, so it wasn't even that they did it, it was the threat that they were going to. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so, you know, there are systems put in place because unfortunately the, those people exist. But if, if I'm going to absolutely go to that person, and if that person on the other side says to me, don't tell them I said this, then that's not fair. I'm going to tell that person that, no, you're telling me this. I'm going to have a conversation with them. And I'm going to tell them, you told me this. I'm going to do that. So then I go to this person and I say, hey, you know, this, this, this happened. This was the person. This is the person that told me this. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to create a defamation, around somebody you better be willing to stand your case and be willing to 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 you know put yourself out there mm -hmm. and then is it a red flag it's white like it's a pink flag right it's mm -hmm. like i'm gonna go okay i'm note taken there's one person if three people say it then oh yeah there's probably an, an issue right yeah and i just think this is a very important point that you're making that this level of communication is so vital um obviously every situation is different maybe it, it's addressed you know differently every time it just depends like you're saying what are the circumstances who are you hearing it from how many people you know but i'm finding that there's a lot of in this like really genuine quest for combating um these power dynamics and this abuse there's this other issue now of not fact checking not giving voice just hearing things and shutting people down and i feel like there's already so much anxiety and depression and fear and things in the world that especially when someone ha doesn't even know and hasn't even done the thing or isn't aware yeah. It's, it's really, yeah. really detrimental to somebody's mental health to be accused of something, told if they speak about it, their livelihood is going to be shattered. Um, and well, yeah. I think, I think, you know, we're kind of like riding a fine line of, 
of being um, in a healing process as a collective and in our microcosm of an industry um, mm -hmm. and, and perpetuating this uh, continuing like damaging behavior. Um, well, here's the thing, people, people. Does that like, make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but people would rather spin around a hive and just all this drama, all of this la la la, and talk behind each other's back, and hold on to this anger, and hold on to this animosity, and hold on to like the speculation, hold on to all of that stuff. They'd rather do that because that's for some reason is more comfortable than going to the source and saying, hey, now I'm not responsible with how you feel about me coming to you about that. Like if that director of photography came to me and said, God damn it, I hate blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? That's a red flag. Cause you're, 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 you're like, you're being really defensive. But if I was innocent to it, to the accusation, then I'd say, uh, yeah, well, there was a misunderstanding. This happened and blah, blah. Yeah. And sometimes okay. maybe something, maybe something did happen and you want an yeah. opportunity to take ownership of it. That's another thing yeah. is like, maybe I was directing and I didn't know this thing happened on my set or, or maybe I hurt somebody's feelings and it felt abusive to them. And I couldn't in a million years imagine that I would have seemed abusive and no one told me, um, right. or, or something like that. Like mm -hmm. we want to be able to expand and, and also er like eradicate, you know, for sure. And how do we do that? There's the solution. One of the solutions is. And I just honestly, Brianna, like I do not want people being afraid that they will never work again if they speak out. Like, honestly, some of the people making these threats have powerful legal teams, have a lot of money, have a publicist, have these things. And it's like, and then the, the, per the person that's getting threatened is an emerging artist or somebody not with all those resources per se. Yeah. And they just feel like they have to cower. And then there's also people using this stuff in order to build their fame. You know? Truth and, truth and authenticity will always win. Mm -hmm. Truth and authenticity Good. Good. will always I really, win. Really, and I really want that. And, and it may feel scary at first, right? To stretch beyond that comfort zone to to call forward but if if truth and authenticity are the measures in which you are guided mm -hmm. then it may not lead you maybe you're not going to get the 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 next big feature film break or whatever maybe not but that's going to lead you that truth and authenticity is going to lead you down a path of where you should be or get to be based on your life purpose like like if you if yeah. something happens like you people need to tell people right away. Like I worked on a set where I produced um, for a week on an international production and found out someone was harassing a couple of our female crew members and they felt sexually harassed. But the AD didn't tell me until we were rapping. And so I potentially was the producer that didn't give a shit because I didn't know. I was producing, so I was out on phone calls sometimes. I was helping get lunch because it was indie, or I, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I had to say to her, you can never do that. 
You can never know that and not, not share it to a producer with a producer. Yeah. Um, I well, would have asked the guy to leave. The, yeah. So did you, was it, so was it an indie project? Was it a non-union project? It was non-union. It was indie. Okay. And she so, was, so, she was nervous because he was close with the director and she thought she was friends with the female crew. So she could just like manage it and like keep everybody going and happy until the end and didn't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you don't, so that was a learning curve because for on her. A union set, on a union set, you have to communicate that. But look, like Grion, Grion, set, it you, doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't always happen on union sets. A lot of these- No, no, if, no, I get, I get you, I get you. But the, the, but, okay. Let me, let a me go a As you know, a contract is only as good as the human signing it. So union or non-union, whatever right. you promise to do right. is de I, dependent on what you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I get you. I get you. And on that union set, there's also, uh, those actors can go to the union and have those and buy all those claims. Yeah, but they don't want to lose. Matter. They don't. It, no, it's important. It of course no, it matters. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that doesn't matter. I'm not saying it doesn't matter union versus non-union. That's not, that's not what matters. No, it what matters. matters. It does matter. What? Well, yeah. It's a good, it's a good point. It's a really good point that you're. Doesn't provide those safety measures. Right. Union does. But a lot, I mean, if as you're we. a union. Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, obviously, all the high profile cases that have come out have been union. It's just like people don't want to lose their jobs, so they don't report right. stuff. Right. And you can go to the union and anonymously report something, too. So, so here's, here's, but what this is, this is, this is, this is, uh, where we like the conversation is around communication and truth and authenticity always went and but also fear and fear like people are not speaking because of fear you right. know yeah Which, well we 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 are often paralyzed because of fear i mean fear we can either courageously move forward and that's what we get to be that's what that's what i want to tell the world all of everybody that's watching on Facebook and Instagram. Like I'd rather <laughs> honestly get out of our industry than like support these ways of being, you know? Well, this, and that's the question. It's the question of, do we continue what we love to do and be leaders in the change? And create sets. This I is knew you were going to say leadership. that. That's why. That's why I said it. <laughs> I love it. Leadership. Leadership trickles down. When I've directed in a theater or film, this I, I bring everybody, all the cast, all the crew, everybody into a circle, and I lay down the rules. First, no phones on set. Mm -hmm. No phones in the state on stage. If I see you with a phone, you just, just leave, okay? Just letting me make that really clear. Number two, 
communicate with me. Here's my assistant director. Bring that. Bring the, their, your whatever it is that you have an idea about. If you want to contribute an idea, because you're seeing things that I might not be seeing. If you have a problem with somebody uh, inside the cast or inside the crew, bring that to our attention. I will sit down with you. I will sit down with the person you have a problem with. I will sit down with all those people. I lay that, like that is just laid out. So if, if it's not mentioned, and if you have a problem with that right now, leave. If you are going to cause someone to feel uncomfortable on the job and not apologize for it, not listen to the, hey, you're making me feel uncomfortable, then leave if you don't want to play that. So it comes from leadership, Jen. Comes from I know. I, I said that because I knew you would get passionate. Like, obviously, <laughs> we're working from the inside out, which is why we're having this conversation, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm similar. Like, I've, I've had my crews meditating together, you know? But I'm in, like, I mean, we're all growing and improving, right? We started in this industry so young. Like, I used to be a micromanager. I'm not a micromanager anymore. That was probably really hard to deal with sometimes for people around me. I mean, I still wanted to hear them and always would hear if something hurt their feelings. I, I tried to be really good about that. Um, but well, I, was a I was a perfectionist and felt like I needed to prove myself and wanted everything a certain Ooh. way. And, um, Sometimes well, it, me, would, it would be condescending and I wouldn't, I would get that feedback. And then some of those people are some of my closest friends now. Like we grew and evolved. They were working for me or with me. And, but that communication, like you say, was just vital. You know, if I didn't allow for that feedback, it, I wouldn't have grown. They wouldn't have had a voice, you know, um, We've all done things, I'm sure, that seemed in leadership roles a little bit off-putting, <laughs> you know, um, and not even in leadership roles. I mean, I see it happen even with the younger generation coming up. Like, they can seem really intense and, you know, everyone's trying to figure things out, you know? So. Well, well that's why yeah. it's important to not hold on to, that's what, it's so important not to hold on to animosity or hold on to. Um, resentment and, and blame and shame because all that's just really comfortable to keep you stagnant and in a, in a place yeah like and what if what if what if you were like a micromanager years ago and pissed somebody off and now we have this platform to just like unfiltered express everything that's ever happened and suddenly someone comes out and they're like Brion abused me because he <laughs> he like told me I had to leave if I had my cell phone you know and it's like, oh, well, that, 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 that happened in one of my classes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, wait a second. A, that was 20 years ago. I don't even remember my tone of voice. B, <laughs> it was actually less small. <laughs> like, okay, that's abuse. Like, let's really think about that. Like, it's so easy to go, that's not fucking abuse. Like, what are you even talking about? How are the lines so blurred? That diminishes what actually is abuse. But then you actually have to go, when you're talking about authenticity, go, why does this person see it as abuse? Yeah. 
Yeah, and so there's two things on that. One is, you know, on set, there's a lot of moving parts. And I've been on a set where I literally turned to a PA and said, figure it out, go do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes, go, me go, too. Go, all the, go all the time. Go be solution oriented. Now, the directness in which I spoke yes. to you. I would get that all the time, Brion. I'm so yep. direct that it's like right. mean. <laughs> so, so it's interpreted as mean to some people. Now, I work with people like my favorite, the, one of my favorite people that I've ever worked with, I will bring her on to any set is my friend Darnell Ria. And we've been friends for a very long time. She's a powerhouse. And I can turn to her and I say, just figure it out. Actually, I don't even have to because she's already figured it out, right? And, and, and that is the working dynamic of a set where you get to trust the process and know me as a, as a human being. And if I say something that, that hurts you, I've already set up the safety umbrella that said, hey, Tonight, when we're doing the call for tomorrow, come over and get my attention and talk to me. Because there might be a misinterpretation of mm -hmm. the situation. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so, so this all just you know, keeps boiling down to communication. Yes. And, and if something, if yeah, go ahead. You, you, you can't, look, you're, all feelings are justified. They're all 100% justified. It's how you, but am I going to leave sad and go pout and he yelled at me? No, like, like, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Away. I'm going to take the time that I need. Okay. This is how I feel about it. I feel, I feel demeaned. I feel talked down to. And here's the thing, Jen. Yeah. That doesn't come from that moment. This is the crazy thing. This is what people really get in that acknowledgement. People get to go, okay, I felt demeaned, I felt triggered, I felt in that moment. Now I know Rion has already said this is a loving, safe environment, but I still feel triggered. I still feel this, etc. That doesn't come from that interaction with No, me. it's that like it's come from that comes from my interaction with my dad and Brion is a father figure and when he talks to me directly, that is a relationship that so I wait. Get yeah. So, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. So is that yeah. like, so do you think that there's like a, an issue now with this word trigger that's so pop? It's like, I'm triggered. And so you as my boss get to know about that, all my triggers. Well, is there a responsibility? You know, like, how do you, how do you find the line where it's like, okay, this is, this needs to be addressed with you as my boss and this is just my trigger like i'm just gonna go walk it off and do some deep breathing like there's like some that fall into one and some that fall into another right that is you being responsible for yourself and responsible for your feelings that is saying hey i'm triggered by this i get to acknowledge how i handle that and if one of those, those mechanisms is to say to the person who triggered me, hey, I'm just letting you know that, you know, I, I because there's, there's a lot of actors, a lot of people that don't respond well to direct, you know, communication. And there's a lot of actors in a scene that requires you to yell that back down, right? So mm -hmm. I get to work with actors to get through that. 
So, so those are, those are, those are triggers. They're completely 100% justified. They stem all the way throughout your life. Right. But if you deny the opportunity to communicate, not, the, not only with the person who's triggered you, but allow yourself to understand that I'm hypersensitive to that mm-hmm. because of this life yeah. experience. Yeah. Like if you scream at me, I might shut down and that might not do good. Or that might not be well for our creative collaboration where another yeah. actor might be like, please scream at me. It really, really helps me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you go to the director, if you go to the teacher, if you go to the producer before, but what it, what it, okay. Yeah. A list, so you yeah. give them your resume <laughs> and then here's my resume. And, and then here's, here's my a list triggers. of all my triggers. <laughs> you can't yell at me. I need to have water. I need to be hydrated. I need bringing M&Ms. If you don't, but, but, you don't get Okay. So, wh- so what if, what if I come to you and I'm like, please yell at me. It helps me get into character. And then ten right. years, and then ten years later, yelling is considered abuse in pop culture. And now, Brion is my abuser. I'm not even worried about that. Look, look, I, I I'm just kidding. Am I being I, right, 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 right? I'm sorry. No, I mean, I get it. I, I get it. But, but I, I was directing a show last year. It comes to trust. It comes down to trust. I know. I establish a relationship with my actors, my crew, and I open that, I'm crea- I create the safety. I create the environment in which people yeah. feel like they can have feelings and communicate them. And also and like, them. yeah, empowerment's a big word and, and in all seriousness, and I was just having a little bit of fun too, but like the, mm-hmm. the point of this is that we want to be able to truly hold space for things that are traumatic that are happening in our environments so we can expunge them, deal with them, make them go away as quickly as possible. Yeah. And yeah. these things well, that yeah. fall that these things that fall into this other arena of humans and their psychology and what triggers us and things that might be bad later that are okay now these are things we can't really worry about but in all seriousness if I accuse you of being an abuser because you yelled at me 10 years ago when I asked you to please yell at me to get into character I also need to have some no honestly some kind of sense of like responsibility to have a conversation about that not just use it as an opportunity to build my story, you know, publicly. I me, really feel that. Ex- yeah. Let me give you an example of, okay. When I was directing the show last fall, uh, these are primarily students. The lead actress was a professional actor. We brought her in. Her name's Sydney Morgan. She's brilliant. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal, phenomenal, passionate, uh, incredible, incredible actress. And so we were diving into a scene that required her to go full throttle, required her to get raised in the chest, emotional experience and hurt and anger and all of those things. It required me, and this is what I did. I said, Sydney, you ready to go there? Are you ready? Like, you, you ready to like get into this? She's like, Brion, please. Yes, yes. And so we're in it. The three of us were in it and like, I can't hear you. Get, get, what are you feeling? I don't believe you. Like right there in with her. We were in it together, right? The scene required it. 
I directed a short film where I didn't do that. And I thought that it would still tell. And I wish I had, I wish I had gotten in the trenches with them. We were on a time commitment. And speaking of, anyway, DP's I, I call this method. I call this method directing, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do but, it too. But sometimes it, sometimes it, it requires, and especially since I'm an actor, I always interpret the scene from, my, from an actor's perspective, always. Yeah. And so I'm going to dive in. I'm going to get you to that place. And she's like, oh, and to this day, she's grateful for that. Now, 10 years later, this girl who I respect and she 100% loves and respects me, established that. Let's say, which I can't even fathom, her coming to me and saying, in that scenario, you yelled at me. I'm like, well, you gave a riveting performance standing ovation worthy. And it was because of our getting in the trenches. It's because we were able to connect to that primal. That is human. acting, exactly. That is acting. And look, if you're, if yeah, I mean, you can't like, but the, but that, but she would never do that. And the reason why I know that she would never do that is because we have a relationship. And if she did, that's what I would say to her. One time right. something happened to me um, on a set where there was a, a, two girls that needed to be in a fight and I didn't even ask for a slap. The actress said, what if she slaps me? And I was like, it's not necessary, honestly, for the scene, but if that happens organically and no one gets hurt, like, honestly, I really didn't need it. It wasn't exciting to me, mm -hmm. but she was like, nah, we got to make this more raw and real. And I was like, okay, well, if, if this girl wants to slap you, let's, or let's choreograph it. So we did a little walkthrough. The fight scene went down. The girl slapped her and the actress was like, ow, oh my God, how dare you let her do that to me? And like screamed at me. It hurt. It really hurt. This is awful. Like it, she wasn't a professional actress. I had cast like real people. Um, she totally, <laughs> she totally flipped. She totally flipped. And it was like, I actually didn't even want the slap. I guess the onus was on me to just be like, actually, no, no slapping because that was my intuition for that particular scene anyway. Um, it turned out the girl ended up being uh, very difficult <laughs> in many, many ways.